The story of Gypsy Blanchard was such a large-scale event in Springfield. It got national news coverage, TV shows, books, and movie deals. Due to the many aspects of the story, we've decided to separate our coverage into three episodes. Each episode will be released every week. Thank you for listening to Crime Traveler. It's November 2008. Dee Dee Blanchard and her 12-year-old daughter Gypsy are moving into a new home in Aurora, Missouri. The two moved from Louisiana after being displaced due to Hurricane Katrina. Dee Dee Blanchard. We were so warmly greeted and welcomed and it was like here's a life and just waiting for us and we feel like we have a huge family here. Dee Dee's daughter Gypsy Rose, who was wheelchair bound, used a feeding tube and an oxygen tank due to leukemia and muscular dystrophy, lost her medical records in the hurricane. Their house in Louisiana was damaged and looted, but Dee Dee says it was an unsafe neighborhood and that Aurora is a little slice of heaven as long as they have each other. Gypsy Blanchard. Improving that Love is stronger than any hurricane. The Blanchards won the heart of the Ozarks, but little did the public know Dee Dee and Gypsy were lying. From Color 10 News and Ozarks Fox, this is Crime Traveler, a look back on criminal acts in the Ozarks and the news investigations that followed them. I'm Heather Lewis. The story of a single mother with a severely disabled daughter forced to flee Katrina's devastation received considerable media attention. Dee Dee and Gypsy moved to a Springfield house built for them by Habitat for Humanity in March of 2008. Building the house has been incredible to see something that's just a hole in the ground and for it to be done, it's an experience like no other. It's a happy ending. Not only were news outlets fooled, the public, friends, and neighbors of the Blanchards were all taken in by the con. They were just very sweet, very sweet. Tara Solens was a waitress at Cracker Barrel who regularly served Dee Dee and Gypsy. I'd say every once a month at least, maybe, and they would eat there, and lots of times they would sit at the checkerboard um, right by the fireplace and just where they could really, um, everybody would interact with them. We would all speak to them because we, we felt they were in a situation with her being in the wheelchair and you know we wanted to show love to them but they slowly got to know us and tell us more about themselves. Tara says she believed the whole story she was told about Gypsy being 13 years old. Um, they were very nice to us though, always sweet as sugar I'd say the mother was, just very sweet. And G Dee Dee, G uh, Gypsy Rose was sweet but she just didn't say a whole lot, she would just nod and um, you know, and smile and yes, yes, you know, in her real high-pitched voice. Eventually, their relationship would grow more personal. At one point, I had a, a, a foot problem where I would actually limp at work and I didn't miss a shift. I had plantar fasciitis and uh, one of my managers had the same thing. So she even would, she gave, I can't remember if this was the time she, she got me to give her, she gave me her phone number because she wanted me to be able to call her to make sure she got the foot salve to me. But she made up a concoction that the manager and I could soak our feet in. And she gave him a batch and me a batch. Tara would find out that Dee Dee and Gypsy lived nearby. They would run into each other at Walmart late at night. 
never saw them outside of work, never used the phone number, never called her, but I just, she just was very sweet to us. And I saw her at a Keith Urban concert and um, we were out back at the end. I, I didn't see her at the concert because they were on the front row and I was getting a t-shirt and just Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee pulled up, you know, and um, they were very sweet to me and trying to help me pick my t-shirt. And she said, oh, I was on the front row. You know, we were right. At, I'll send you a CD of the pictures I took. And she got my address and she mailed that to me about a month later. Dee Dee's past showed signs of trouble, according to her family members. As shown on HBO's true crime documentary, Mommy Dead and Dearest, relatives expressed suspicion that she had stolen from the family, possibly poisoned her stepmother, and might have been involved with the death of her own mother. All of the allegations were never proven. Gypsy's father, Rod Blanchard, left the marriage before she was born, but remained involved with his daughter early on. Dee Dee was convinced Gypsy suffered from a wide range of health issues, spending a lot of time with various specialists throughout Louisiana. With her insistence, she managed to get treatment for her daughter's ailments, including prescriptions for anti-seizure medication and surgeries. Former Colorton reporter Linda Ong interviewed Dee Dee's sister, Claudia Olivier. Olivier says her sister's path to deception and fraud started early on in Dee Dee's life. I don't know why she always felt like she was the black sheep. Dee Dee then began distancing herself from family. After my mama passed away, she just kept getting further and further from us. She wanted to be controlled, but she like really put her, her control over Gypsy. Olivier says Dee Dee and Gypsy were then forced out of their family's house and into the projects. Their deception then intensified. She says her sister opened credit cards and family names without permission and used Gypsy's reported leukemia and muscular dystrophy as her, quote, meal ticket. Claudia does recall Gypsy being sick when she was young, but saw red flags. How they navigated through the medical system for as long as they did uh, with this uh, big of a scam is, is still amazing to me. Green County Sheriff Jim Arnott. You can place blame on, on Gypsy or Dee Dee or both or how that equals out, uh, both led lives of, of deception most of Gypsy's entire life and, and Dee Dee a really good percentage of it. Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein, Gypsy's neurologist, became suspicious of her muscular dystrophy diagnosis. He ordered MRIs and blood tests, which found no abnormalities. After contacting Gypsy's doctors in New Orleans, he learned that Gypsy's original muscle biopsy had come back negative which undermined Dee Dee's self-reported diagnosis as well as the claim that all of Gypsy's records had been destroyed by flooding. He suspected the possibility of Munchausen syndrome by proxy, a condition in which a caregiver creates the appearance of health problems in another person, typically their child. Flasterstein did not report Dee Dee to social services. He said he had been told by other doctors to treat the pair with golden gloves and doubted the authorities would believe him anyway. Tara Solens. I feel like she wanted to hold on to her daughter too. I think she also wanted to survive with the money, you know, that was given to her from other people. So that was a very twisted game that she played. But I feel like she loved her daughter for a minute. But then when she started to use her for all of that, then she became a not good person. Uh, but I, but maybe she also had a very deep mental illness, you know, and it wasn't all her fault because that. You'd have to be pretty 
just somewhere off a little, unless you were just evil to, to keep your daughter like that, you know? The mother-daughter relationship seemed to be happy, but behind closed doors, Gypsy was in fear of Dee Dee, Dee Dee's sister, Claudia. You should be playing with any of our kids. The minute she hear Dee Dee or see Dee Dee, she was paralyzed, shut down. It would later be revealed that Dee Dee forced her to shave her head to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient, kept her in a wheelchair despite being able to walk with no assistance needed. And according to an article by Michelle Dean of BuzzFeed, Gypsy was fed the children's liquid nutrition supplement, Pediasure, well into her 20s. In forthcoming interviews, Gypsy would reveal any signs of defiance from her would result in physical abuse. At an event in February 2011, Gypsy made her first and seemingly only escape attempt. While attending a science fiction convention, Dee Dee found Gypsy in a hotel room with a man she had been talking to online. Gypsy was 19 at the time, and the man was 35. Dee Dee presented paperwork stating that Gypsy was only 15 years old and was a minor. In HBO's documentary, Mommy Dead and Dearest, Gypsy recalls Dee Dee saying, if you ever try to do that again, I'm going to smash your fingers with a hammer. Dee Dee ended up smashing Gypsy's computer and cell phone and chained her to her bed for two weeks. On May 27, 2015, the pair went to Cracker Barrel together for the last time. Tara Solens. They weren't smiling and they were just kind of not talking to each other and they weren't, you know, they weren't looking at us a lot. Like JJ and I both kind of waited on him because he came and talked to them a lot. That's a waiter friend of mine that just loved them. We just thought, well, they just seem a little different today. We had talked about it in the back. And so they had never complained one time, I'd say in the whole four years or so that I had seen them eat there. And um, Gypsy Rose left before her mother, which was rare because they always stayed together, bathroom, anything. And all of a sudden Gypsy Rose wasn't there and Dee Dee stood up and she said, where's my check, you know? And so I gave it to her and I just thought, well, I just counted it off. She was having a bad day because she had always been sweet to me. I thought I'm not gonna get upset with her for one. And she said, um, this food was terrible today. And it wasn't just saying the food was terrible. It was a deep, angry tone. So I'm sure there was, after I've seen the other things that have been were going on, I'm sure that she was headed toward um, the down the down thing had started and they were angry with each other and there was that fear that Dee Dee was having that that her daughter just wanted freedom you know I'm sure is what was happening two weeks after that day on June 14th 2015 a pair of disturbing posts appeared on Dee Dee's Facebook page the first message read that expletive is dead many wondered if the account had been hacked but the second message made it clear something was wrong it read, I expletive slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so expletive loud. Sheriff's deputies in Greene County found Dee Dee Blanchard face down in her bed. It appeared she had been stabbed multiple times and that she passed several days earlier. Former Colorton reporter Audrey Easter spoke with Dee Dee's neighbors, the Squash and Roffs. It's just a shock to have this happen. The Squash and Groff family met the Blanchard several years ago. They became fast friends and two years ago they became neighbors. We thought it'd be really nice. We'd be living close to them and she was good friends with Gypsy. I consider her my, like a sister to me because she's 
we're really close to each other. Close enough, Shelby says, that she knew it likely wasn't either Gypsy or Dee Dee who wrote disturbing posts on their Facebook page that suggested that Dee Dee had been killed and Gypsy had been attacked. I knew something was up because that's not them because I know she wouldn't say the B word. Gypsy was nowhere to be found. All of her wheelchairs were still present in the home. Without her wheelchair, medication, oxygen tanks, and feeding tubes, the public believed Gypsy was still in danger regardless of whether or not she was harmed. A GoFundMe account was set up to pay for Dee Dee's funeral expenses and possibly Gypsy's. Two days later, Greene County Sheriff Jim Arnott held a press conference to inform the public of Gypsy's fate. I want to specify at the beginning of this press conference that says this is an ongoing investigation. And I want to start off with saying things are not always as they appear. Coming up next week. I don't know what it is. I couldn't put my finger on it, but it just seems weird. I'm just, I'm shocked. We also know that she can walk without assistance or a wheelchair. People will be left wondering who the real mother and daughter really were. Two felony charges, most significant one being first degree murder where the penalty is life imprisonment or death. We'll look into Gypsy's life and how lies and deception brought joy and misery to it. Crime Traveler is a Colorton News and Ozarks Fox podcast. For exclusive video from the Colorton News archive related to this story and others, go to ozarksfirst.com slash crime traveler. Our executive producers are Tony Wynn and Chris Six. Our research team is Eric Reedus and Lisa Hamblin. Our social media producer is Emily Cushel. And I'm Heather Lewis. Thanks for listening.